KXNO Des Moines. Now, today's biggest stories from the BMW of Des Moines Sports Desk. This is an X's and O's update on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. And I'm Trent Condon. Yesterday, Iowa football unveiled new alternate uniforms they'll be wearing for their matchup at home against Penn State. I will be wearing gold tops for the first time in program history with an updated look at the wing jerseys from the 1990s. The Iowa Cubs take down Omaha yesterday 4-1 at Principal Park. The I-Cubs complete their home stand tonight against Omaha, 7-08 with the first pitch on fireworks night. The starting lineups for the All-Star game in MLB have been announced. The Cubs with two starters, Wilson Contreras behind the plate along with Javi Baez at shortstop. Brewers outfielder Christian Yelich gets the nod. And in the American League, the Twins' Jorge Polanco gets the start at shortstop. Nine days after the longest game in target field history, a 17-inning win against the Red Sox, the record is broken. Diaz shoots it back into left field. Arrives coming in. He'll make the catch. The tag at third. Lyle's going to try to score. He is safe. Rays in 18 innings over the Twins 5-2. The call from the Rays TV network. The Brewers found a way to finally beat the Mariners 4-2. And Orlando Arcia goes deep. Back of the first pitch. A drive deep into right field. And it's gone! Three-run shot for Arcia as the Brewers put a crooked number on the board of the fourth. The call from Fox Sports Wisconsin as the Brewers move to 43-38 on the year. Cubs yesterday in a shootout against the Braves, 9-7. Craig Kimbrell for the first time with the big squad closes it out. Here we go. Ground ball to first. Kimbrell's got cover. It's up. Cubs win. Ooh, man. Cubs on the road tonight for Cincinnati. Cole Hamels gets the start for Chicago. The Royals are in Toronto. Milwaukee hosts Pittsburgh. And the White Sox host the Twins. Stay up to date at KXNO.com and all day on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Live from the Wild Rose Casino and Resort Jefferson Studios, you'd rather be here. This is 1460 KXNO. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Welcome back uh, in the 11 o'clock hour, final hour of the week. Busy hour to get to. Tom Cakert, HawkeyeReport.com, and his Friday spot. We'll catch up with Tom. We've got barbecue from Claxons to give away uh, before we get out of here at noon. Well, as we talked earlier in the first uh, hour of the program, a guy that cut his teeth here at KXNO and now moved on to do afternoons uh, at ESPN 590 over in Omaha. He's been there for a while. He, does, uh, he worked with me for a long time here at KXNO, and he's leaving. Of all things, Trent Condon, of all things, Joe Quinn is giving up the sports talk radio business to go to law school. How about that? That is something not in the cards for me. No, I'm, I'm well, not smart enough. Well, let's be honest. I mean, we, all of us, Joe, you, myself, worked with a guy that uh, graduated at the top of his class of break the law school. <laughs> right, right, right. right. Uh, Joe joins us. <laughs> Joe Quinn, good to talk to you, my friend. How are you, Joe Quinn? I'm, I'm good, man. I'm good. It's good to have a laugh like that on a Friday. I... <laughs> That's good. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Joe, when I saw your uh, I, I saw your announcement that you're you're giving up, and I want to get into how you came to be here because you're a familiar voice going back a decade or so, even more than that. Um, 
you've decided you're doing afternoon drive in Omaha, and all of a sudden you decide, you know what, this is fun, but um, the real money's uh, with the law degree, I'm guessing, and and you're going to give up uh, afternoon drive and you're going to go back to school. Um, how difficult was the decision? What went into it? You're going to go to Nebraska-Lincoln, correct, to uh, pursue yep, a law degree? Well, I mean, you know, who in the world wouldn't want to go back to college if they had, you know, the opportunity at this point in their life, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it sounds like a pretty yeah, a good pretty point. Deal. No, no, it just in all seriousness. Um, first of all, I, thanks for having me on, guys. I, I really appreciate it. And you know, it's um, in terms of how I arrived at the decision. I mean, I, this is something that I, I wanted to do when I graduated undergrad at Drake. Um, but like a lot of people, when I got done, I just couldn't stomach the thought at that point in my life of three more years of school and. <laughs> Um, I've kind of kicked it around a few times over the last 10 years or so, but uh, really uh, kind of over the holiday season this past year, gave it some serious thought. Um, it was a little bit of a back work that has to be done to apply to law school. You know, there's a standardized test called the LSAT, and then you have to write some essays and get some letters of recommendation and just figured, you know, kind of on a whim almost, well, it's either going to be now or never. Uh, my son's nine months old, and so I don't want to get to a point where, you know, I'm having to miss T-ball games or anything mm-hmm. like that. Uh you know, going to school. So I just put it all together. The cards kind of lined up and I uh, got accepted a few places and just decided that if I'm, if I'm going to make this change in my life, now has to be the moment. And so there we go. Here we are. You uh, spent your time for a long time here, your formative years of Sports Talk Radio, but you've been in Omaha now. How long? How long has it been since you've made the three, I've been here for six years. Six on, on years. I've been over here. What yeah. is the difference? Two, time flies, man. Two markets of, of similar size mm-hmm. and similar areas. hundred and something miles apart. But two yeah. very different sports radio markets. Kind of dig us in. Obviously, most everybody listening is here in the Central Iowa location. How different it is there across the river? Um, it's, it's night and day. And the simplest way that I can put it, guys, is in Des Moines, you have a split fan base amongst, I mean, yep. I guess to back up, they're both very passionate college sports fan bases. That's the the primary driver in both places, I feel like. But you guys have kind of a 50-50 split between Iowa and Iowa State. And mm-hmm. here in Omaha, it is 98% Nebraska. Um, you know, you have some Iowa Hawkeye fans, you have some Iowa State fans. But, I mean, ultimately, the big difference is you've got um, a fan base that roots 98% of them for the same team. Um, and... Um, to some degree, I feel like, unlike Iowa and Iowa State fans, the expectation um, for one sport in particular over here in Nebraska is just different. Mm-hmm. It's and everything that you you know, every kind of I guess stereotype or everything that you know first comes to mind. Um, in large part, it's it's true. I mean, there are a lot of Nebraska fans, not all of them, and maybe it's a, a vocal minority who have incredibly lofty expectations for their football team and. You know, maybe to some degree, don't want to come to grips with the fact that the landscape has just changed. That it's just, it's different than it was in 1995, 1996, and, and 1997. That's, right, it's 94, 95, 97. It's just, it's, uh, the, the world of college football is different. Mm-hmm. I think probably a majority of, of people over here in the Omaha area understand that and embrace that, but there are still just enough that don't that it uh, it creates a very different sports dynamic. Now, I will tell you one thing for sure. Um, you go out on a college football Saturday uh, in Des Moines, and you'll have you know bars that are showing the Iowa State game, and then you have your Hawkeye bars, and you know, you'll see people wearing Iowa and Iowa State stuff, right? Over here in Omaha, it's incredible. You go out on a Saturday, and 
everybody is wearing red, and the world stops when the game is on. I mean, if you if you need to go like grocery shopping, or your wife time. Will go to the mall, yeah, go during a Nebraska football game because you'll be the only person in the place, guaranteed. That's awesome. You know, as as we talked over the years, Joe and, and Bob Dyer taught me so much. And his line was, "You got to play the hits. You got to do a, an Iowa State and an Iowa segment seemingly every day if you can, because that's what the audience wants, regardless of what month it is." Do you try, or have you tried to uh, inject a, a, a Husker football segment? seemingly every day because that's what they want to hear? I would say, Ken, it's not every day. It's almost every hour. And we're on for four hours every day. So even in the middle of the off season, you know, like we are right now, I mean, we try and find something Husker football related to talk about at least two or three times a show, if not more than that. And one thing that I think is very different here about the way that Husker football is, is talked about and covered um, the amount of time and attention spent on the recruiting aspect of Nebraska football is unlike. That was maybe the biggest shock to me when I came over here. <clears throat> was not the passion for Nebraska football because totally understand that it's the passion for following recruiting. Um, I know you guys probably touch on it a little bit with Iowa and a little bit with Iowa State, but I mean, I would say your average Nebraska fan here will be able to tell you if you have twenty guys in the upcoming. Class. They'll be able to tell you, you know, something about all of them, what they expect out of them, you know, how many stars they have. It's just uh, they recruit differently, I guess, in Iowa and Iowa State do. Um, they're much, you know, more national. They try and be more national in the way that they recruit. And I mean, we have, gosh, I mean, I heard you mentioned talking to Tom Caker of uh, Hawkeye Report. Um, you know, we have a rival site for Nebraska that has three or four full time guys that cover it. Um, and they have full-time recruiting guys. We have 24-7 sports that has full-time recruiting guys. Um, we have several independent sites, you know, kind of like uh, your Cyclone Fanatics that would cover Iowa yep. State. There's a handful of those. I mean, it's just it's a 365-day-a-year, you know, fascination with this one team that plays, you know, 12, 13, maybe if they're really lucky, 14 games a year. And it goes from in-season, uh, you know, spring ball is covered intensively. You've got intense recruiting coverage. It's it's 365, no doubt about it. Hmm. Joe, in our final few minutes with you here again, Joe's doing his final show over in Omaha today before he gives up uh, afternoon drive to go back to law school. And uh, I'm very proud of what you're doing, Joe. I think it's great and uh, happy for you and Chris that you know you guys are in a spot that you'll be able to do that. Um, let's go back to the, your start here. I recall you starting with Larry and Jeff Kotler and Company is when I first heard mm-hmm. you. I knew you would Drake because you were the kind of you did some halftime stuff in the now the dark era of drake the hatfield club era uh if you will Uh um but that's i remember you working with larry and jeff was that your indoctrination if you will to kxno yes it was so uh back gosh i don't even i'm not terrible at years but whenever it was um so i was working part-time um at uh for who actually as a a board op and uh, cheryl panier was the operations manager and you know she tragically passed away a few years ago um, she was trying to find somebody to help out Jeff Kahn as the uh, board operator. And Jeff was, I mean, Jeff was really attached to that show. And I think they had tried a few people and it hadn't worked out real well. And he needed to take some vacation time. So they kind of threw me in there and I trained with him for a couple of weeks. And yeah, so I, whenever Jeff would take vacation, um, I would uh, show up early in the morning and, and help out uh, Larry, who, you know, again, unfortunately also mm-hmm. tragically passed away recently. So I feel like a lot has changed since then, but, uh, 
Then about, I don't know, three, four months after I kind of started filling in with Jeff and Larry, then uh, they put me on Saturday mornings with you and your former partner. Um, And then things just kind of grew from there. I mean, I don't recall really doing much with you and Matt when he was there. No, I think it was Corey Kuhn, wasn't it? I think Corey Kuhn was with Carl and I. He was was kind of entrenched in that spot. And then, uh, you know, as you had some different partners and I moved kind of over full time and I would say, what, after about three years, maybe two, three years of being with you in various spots. And Brinson, yep. I kind of started applying. Yeah, started applying, looking for for my own deal. And, you know, when I got this job over here in Omaha, it was just a, you know, I'm sure, you know, lots of people applied. And for whatever reason, they were looking for a Midwest guy who knew the Big Ten because Nebraska had just moved into that league at the time and um, got partnered up with Nick Handley, who I who I am. Uh, still do the show with mm-hmm. to this day um and we've been six years uh, ever since so it's been it's been just a, yeah it's a dream come true ken as i've told you many times i mean this is this is a dream job for me it's a dream job for a lot of people yeah. and uh I, I to have the opportunity to have done this for six years is just it's just incredible i mean i i have to pinch myself sometimes but um you know just before we go the, the reason um, people ask me all the time, you know, what's the reason? Like, why in the world would you give up your, your dream job to go back for, for more school? And I always give them just kind of the, the simple explanation of, well, you know, sports radio is, is such a great escape. It's such a, a powerful platform that can be used for entertainment and education and, and enjoyment. And I've kind of gotten to a point where I, I kind of think the way things are are not the way that I would want them to be in my mind, you know, in a bigger picture sense. And I just don't know that this is the right platform for me to try and invoke the kind of change that I want to in the world. And so that's kind of the big picture reason for why I'm stepping away and, and making this change. Go get your law degree, Joe Quinn. Listen, uh, sincerely, very, very happy for you. Congratulations to you. Glad you're doing it. Glad we crossed paths uh, a time or two uh, here at KXNO. And uh, don't be a stranger when you're back in town. Joe, good luck, sincerely. I appreciate it, Ken. And if you ever need to sue anybody in about three years, uh, you let me know. <laughs> You're our guy. <laughs> Thanks, pal. Good Thanks, luck, Joe. Joe. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Yeah, good to talk to you. Joe Quinn uh, joining us as a uh, former KXNO employee. Good for him. Back to law school. He's in his mid-30s, graduate, you know, pushing his 40th mm-hmm, birthday mm-hmm. before he hangs a shingle in some law firm and... You can't wait, right? If you're yeah, going to yep. do it, there's no sense putting it off another year. That was one thing I wondered with Joe. Is he going to start a podcast? You have to have son when you've done An this outlet, for as long yeah. as him. Mm-hmm. Cold turkey's tough, right? Yeah. Yep. You yep. Th- we we all have a certain amount of our opinions are really important. Yeah, right. We, we we all feel that. Yeah. Everybody in this building feels that way, and because of that, you're just done. It's hard to walk away. Yes. No doubt about it. I can only imagine. All right, we will take a timeout. Uh, Tom Kakert's going to join us next. We'll do the Hawks next with Tom Kakert. Claxons before we get out of here at noon. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. KXNO in your pocket with iHeartRadio on your smartphone. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Miller and Con-
Condon. Welcome back. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Take you up until noon. Claxton's barbecue giveaway in about 20 minutes. We'll open up the phone lines, take four callers in. 20 minutes, not right now. Give you four props. You give us your answers. If you get the most right, you'll get a $35 gift certificate. The runner-up will get a $25 gift certificate. From Claxton's 8th Street Southwest in Altoona, Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport.com. He joins the program. We'll do uniforms. We'll do... Boy, Tom, you weren't overestimating how big the recruiting weekend potentially could be when we last spoke with you. My, oh my. How are you, Tom? I kind of had a feeling and there might be some more uh, here soon. So uh, You know something. They had, <laughs> yeah, they had, a, they had a plan and they executed very well. So it's a good week. Uh, Good weekend for Iowa football, uh, especially if you enjoy recruiting, because uh, there was a plenty of news. Not very often you make your way over to Gowrie, uh, just south of Fort Dodge. That's where Iowa got their first commitment for the 2022 class. Aaron Graves, defensive lineman, 6'4", 230, had 15 tackles for a loss as a freshman. I don't care what mm-hmm. level you're playing at. That's and how absolute. big is he as a freshman? 6'4", what? 6'4", 230. Oh, my. Playing 1A football. I think that's what Southeast Valley is. Tom, it's a long ways down the road before we'll see him in an Iowa uniform, but pretty cool start there, and it had to be incredible for young Aaron Graves. Yeah, and that one kind of came out of the blue um, that uh, that Aaron had, had committed, uh, you know, because it, he's one of those kids that – he doesn't even have a Twitter account at this point, so or you know Instagram or any of the so so he wasn't like putting it out on social media, uh, so nobody knew he really even had an offer or anything. So when it pops up uh, and you start hearing something, uh, you have to try and chase it down, and um, you know thankfully we had some contact information from. Uh, uh, you know, some various people that we know. So we're able to get in touch with him and his coach and get it confirmed. But he's a big boy, uh, 6'4", 230 as a freshman. And, you know, he's, uh, he's only going to get bigger, stronger, and um, pretty impressive kid. So, and obviously they've seen him in camp already, so they know what he can do against uh, even older kids. So it's, uh, you know, a good get for Iowa right out of the game. Another under-the-radar one that I'm sure he had to do a little bit more work than normal, Brendan Des Fernandez, a kid from Michigan, cornerback prospect. Phil Parker, I had a chance to talk to him during Hawk Central earlier this week here on KXNO, and I just couldn't ask him specifically about Des Fernandez, but about these under-the-radar guys. He had offers from Davenport University, not over in your neck of the woods, Northwood no. University was NAIA, I think, and Southeast Missouri State. Not exactly the who's who of college football. Yeah, and uh, it's it's just it's interesting. Phil Parker doing what Phil Parker does, which is find these kind of flying under the radar kids uh, over the years. That um, normally he just stashes them away until December. But he must have uh, either a really really liked what he saw, or b he was uh, uh, spooked that other schools are going to start getting in on him. Um, but he saw him at the Lindenwood camp down in the uh, St. Louis area, and then they had him in their camp and um, apparently won MVP honors in the Iowa camp uh, that he attended. So they were pretty sold on him. 
a uh, kid who grew a lot. You know, a couple of years ago he was like five two, and now he's six foot and pushing six one. And um, so they just feel good about where he's uh, headed. Uh, you know, athletically and size wise. So jumped on him and and uh, you know got him on board. Tom Trent and I just uh, did this exercise about an hour ago in the show. We were going through ho- the uh, Hawkeye schedule. We both agree, and I'm sure you'll you'll uh, chime in on the same way we did, that clearly at Michigan is going to be the most difficult game of the 12 on the schedule. And it gets a little tricky. I mean, all the Big Ten West schools, all those road games. I offered up Iowa State maybe as the second most difficult game on Iowa's schedule. Where do you go, Tom Kakert? That's a good question because I'm uh, actually writing a, a piece on that for next week when I reveal my fearless forecast and do all uh, you know t- ten bold predictions for the season and um, you know before I go on on vacation actually I'll be on vacation when I when I end up uh, revealing all of this stuff so everybody can yell at me and I won't hear it <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I, there is a good case to put Iowa State number two and. Um, I think it's probably right there with Northwestern's been a, a tough one, and that's on the road, or Wisconsin, you know, that's a tough one, or even Nebraska this year, um, just because I think they're going to um, be a, a, a tough tussle for, for the Hawkeyes. But you could make a really good case, and I, I may end up making that case that Iowa State, just because um, – it's sort of, I don't want to say it's a must win for Matt Campbell, but it's kind of almost a must win in terms of the rivalry because he hasn't had any success against Iowa yet. What's a more difficult home game this year? Most people would say Penn State, but of the other two bigger Big Ten games, Purdue, who's had Iowa's number lately, or Minnesota team that showed a lot of improvement as the year went on a year ago? Well, I, I think it's got to be Purdue. I do too. Because, um, they've had success. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that the, the Jeff Brom bombs away style yeah. uh, is just, it's given Iowa trouble uh, the last two years. Everybody knows, the, remember the game two years ago at Kinnick where they just again and again and again went on that, uh, went with a one play and the game was over and uh, broke the game open And last year. And the other thing you have to factor in there too, uh, Purdue has the most dynamic player mm-hmm. in the Big Ten coming back in Rondell Moore. They just do. He's yep. he's the most dynamic offensive player that uh, that the Big Ten will have this year. Yeah, we, we got a very uh, early glimpse of that last year when he took the field for the first time. I was like, holy mackerel, this kid is as good as advertised. I'm with you. The only thing on Purdue, Tom, and I'm, I agree with you 100%, I, I like this Boilers team, Sindel Armani just can't stay healthy. Yeah, and he's going to have to stay healthy. They're going to miss Blau, who I thought was really good. I did too. Um, um, in Minnesota, you know, the the thing with we kind of forget with Minnesota, while they were terrible early in the Big Ten, they won three of their last four games, and a lot of that uh, kind of turned around after they um, they changed their our defensive coordinator, and they it seemed to settle things a little bit. Um, and they may have found an answer at quarterback, too. So they're going to be a good test as well. Tom is the self-proclaimed uniform czar of Iowa. I know people have been waiting with bated breath for my uh, thoughts on the uniforms. We'll save those for a moment. Your thoughts, the gold look, first time in Iowa program history, they'll be wearing yellow tops with the uh, combo. 
I know your traditionals overall, your thoughts on the uniforms for the Penn State game. Yeah, I am generally uh, that that Simpsons uh, gif of old man yells at clouds <laughs> holding the newspaper. That's generally me. Um, that shows my age a little bit. Uh, but I liked them, and, and I really just got the biggest kick out of the tip of the cap to those old uh, uh, wings on the shoulder pad mm-hmm. uniforms because everybody's kind of joked for years that should be one of their throwbacks that they do is the wings, and they did them. And uh, I kind of think they look pretty cool. So, uh, And if they can get a night game, I think those look pretty cool under the lights. Yeah, no doubt about it. Tom Kakert, uh, HawkeyeReport.com is our guest. Tom, um, well, let's finish up on football, then a couple of things on basketball. I'm assuming you were part of media school when Iowa, the coaching staff, at least a good portion of them, uh, had the media in and kind of gave you uh, an idea as you know why that decision was made in this way. So when you guys are you know, writing your story or whatever, uh, you, you have a better idea as to what went into the decision that was made. Uh, what was your biggest takeaway from that, Tom? Um, just that it's not as, um, you know, I think we all kind of have an idea of how things operate. and it, it was more confirming some of the things. But it's also, there's a lot more thought that goes into things than, um, and, and, and there's a lot of almost science from Phil Parker's perspective that, that goes into it, math and science and all this other different things. You know, it's just, it's it's way more complex and it's more difficult um, than I think a lot of fans believe it is. And um, I think that was my biggest takeaway from it. Yeah, really cool that you had a chance to just go a little bit deeper into it. And boy, the, the Iowa media in general, just the opportunities that are there, so different. Tom, you've been on this beat for a long time. You have to be able to feel that just the access that you guys now have. Yeah, it's it's way different than it was, you know, say ten years ago. Even when, you know, you really didn't have summer opportunities with, even with the players, and we'll get a couple of those uh, every summer. Now we had one recently, and um, and just the access to the coaches, uh, I think, has been better, and, and including the assistant coaches. And it's just it, it's refreshing because you know there was a time when it was just Kirk and. Kirk was the only guy that we got to talk to. Now we still don't get to talk to like coordinators after games or anything like that, where some other schools make them available uh, for questions. But I really did. Uh, I, I really like that they've kind of opened the doors a little bit to us and um, and given us a, a peek inside a little bit, and, and we're able to ask questions as players and the coaches more often. Hmm. Well, you had that opportunity with some basketball uh, availabilities yesterday. Tom Pemsel was part of it, and his dog, by all accounts. Um, what did you learn uh, from the basketball program yesterday? I think the biggest thing was that uh, you know Cordell's healthy. Uh, just one thing that he told us, uh, you know, fairly quickly was. Uh, I, I asked him, he said, how, how are you feeling? And he goes, it just it feels completely different. And he talked about how, you know, in the past, before he had the surgery, even when he was quote-unquote healthy, his knee would ache when he was just going up a flight of stairs. And how that just, you know, now that pain's gone, he feels better. He's put on a little weight. Um, he just, you know, he got really thin last year, right, right around, you know, 225. Now he's at like 240. And he just feels more, he said he feels more comfortable at, uh, you know, around 240. 
um, just playing playing the game. So um, yeah, I think we've kind of all maybe overlooked Cordell a little bit and the impact that he could have on the team this year because he can be, a, as that Iowa State game showed, he can be a really effective player uh, when he's out there. And, uh, and now that he's healthy, uh, maybe you know, as healthy as he's been maybe since uh, before he hurt his knee was it like sophomore, junior year of uh, high school. So um, anxious to see him out on the court. Saw him his sophomore year before that injury uh, here at the state tournament, and he was a very explosive athlete of the game because of those injuries. Certainly has changed, but you're right. He's going to add another dimension to this team. And a guy that we didn't anticipate was going to see a ton of playing time. Minutes certainly are going to increase now. C.J. Frederick had a chance to talk to the young man from Kentucky. What would you find out there? Yeah, he's... Um... Yeah, his role may have changed more than anybody's uh, since the end of the season because um, initially you're looking at, well, Isaiah Moss would be back and he could play behind him and just kind of get his feet wet. And then when, when Isaiah left, well, you still had Jordan Bohannon, so Bohannon could play off the ball a little bit and they could ease Frederick in. Uh, you know, you could play Toussaint or Connor McCaffrey at point, but now he's I think got to be the starting shooting guard. So uh, it's a bigger role for him. He's a tough kid. And, uh, you know, I, I think that's one thing that fans are going to get a taste of when they see him play is that he's just, uh, you know, he's, I think he's going to help him defensively. And he, he's a really good shooter, a smart player, a low mistake guy. So I'm kind of interested to see him and uh, Wieskamp on the wing. It kinda, I, I think it gives him a little bit of a different look uh, moving forward. And, and last thing for you, Tom, uh, Joe Lenardi came out with his way-too-early bracketology. Uh, he's got Iowa as a six. I kind I mean, I hope he's right. I'm not sure he is. Yeah, I, you know, I even looked at, like, Gary Parrish on CBS still has Iowa in his top 25 last time I looked. Wow. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, maybe if Jordan Bohannon has a magical, um, you know, return to health, then, um, then I could see maybe those things being possible. Uh, but without Bohannon, I don't know how you can put Iowa in a in an NCAA tournament at this point and, uh, you know, be a top 25 team. I just, I don't see that. Maybe they'll surprise me. Um, but I just I think there's too many question marks, especially without Bohannon. Great stuff, Tom Caker. Thank you. We'll, we'll look forward to that, uh, that piece. When's that going to publish at HawkeyeReport.com? Well, all that stuff's going up around July fourth, and then uh, I'm, uh, but I'm out of here July third for for a, a little over a week. So nice. Um, well, we won't bug good. you next Friday then. <laughs> yeah, I'll be over. Uh, I'll be over in Barcelona, Spain. Nah, oh, very nice. Wow, good for you. That's a good trip. Indeed, yeah. it is. Enjoy your vacation, Tom. Thank you. What you do for us, we'll talk to you when you get back. Safe trip. Okay, thanks, guys. Good to talk to you, Tom Caker, HawkeyeReport.com. Tua hurt at the Manning Passing Academy. Didn't even get there. He didn't even get didn't there? Didn't make it there. He's dealing with a slight hamstring injury. Oh, so it didn't happen at the camp then. Right. I better yes. click the link. Yes. Oh. That's how you can get in trouble. Yeah, boy, I'll say. No, it didn't um, make it there. People were asking. Slight hamstring, nothing oh, to that's, be. Yeah. But it's Alabama. You know it's going to dominate Feinbaum for four hours today, right? There's going to be a special edition of the newspaper put out for, for that one. Yes. Uh, we'll take a time out. Uh, when we come back, in fact, I'm going to unbusy the phone lines right now. We'll take the first four callers. 
at 284-5966. 284-5966. It's now your opportunity to win some barbecue from our friends at Claxons in business for over 20 years in Altoona. We will give you the four props. You give us the four answers. If you have the most right, you're going to get yourself $35 gift certificate. The runner-up gets $25. We'll take the first four callers. If you're getting a ringing tone, you are in a busy signal. You're going to have to wait until next week. We are back to do that. It's Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. Today. This is Iowa State Athletics Director Jamie Pollard, and you're listening to Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Hi, welcome back, Miller and Condon. Good news. Commissioner Condon. Oh. Dropped the hammer on an ineligible Claxons participant. Ronnie. We have a line open. Yes. He was in a couple of weeks ago. He called in. I caught him. I remembered Ronnie. I remembered the voice, and I remembered that he won himself a gift certificate a couple weeks back. You you can't blame him. People do strange things when it's Claxon's barbecue on the line. We Delicious. have room for one caller. We have room for no callers. Trent is going to get uh, this next caller lined up, so uh, we will give away Claxon's barbecue. While Trent does that, I'll tell you the Claxon's is found in Altoona, thirty one thirty one Eighth Street Southwest in Altoona. You can check them out online, Claxon bbq.com klaxonbbq.com in business in Altoona for 20 plus years a restaurant in business for 20 plus years they're doing a whole lot of things right at Claxons and they're giving our four callers an opportunity uh, to sample the BBQ Steve, Shane, Matt and Adam in that order Uh, let's get to Steve first of all Steve, welcome to the program how's your week Steve? really good and it's almost over you can't beat that, can you? Indeed. No. Uh, here's the uh, the first one, uh, and I'm guessing that all four of our contestants are going to go the same way. USA or France this afternoon in the World Cup? USA. <laughs> Cubs versus the Reds tonight. Hamels versus Sonny Gray in Cincinnati. Who do you want tonight? Can never root for the Cubs. Red. Taking the Red Bird. Oh, not the Red Birds, the Reds. Uh, Iowa is a four-and-a-half-point favorite tomorrow versus Sioux Falls in the semifinal at Wells Fargo Arena. Barnstormers or Sioux Falls, four-and-a-half is what you're giving up. <laughs> Iowa. Iowa. Will Kristen Yelich hit a home run against the Pirates this weekend? Yes. Here's the tiebreaker, Steve. Closest without going over. Total points tonight. <laughs> Massive tilt. The Alouettes and the Tiger Cats, ESPN2, 6.30 kickoff. Total points, Al's Cats. Where's that at, Kenny? I think it's in Hamilton, but I could be mistaken. <laughs> you, know what the connection to the, you know what the connection to those two teams is, don't you? <laughs> no clue. Johnny Football. Oh, Johnny Manziel started with uh, uh, with Hamilton and then went to Montreal. Anyway, Steve, we got to get back on course here. How many points, Steve? Fifty-eight. Fifty-eight. Have a good weekend, Steve. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Good to talk to you. Uh, Shane is next. Shane, welcome to the program. Shane, how are you? I'm doing great. Good. You knew that Manziel trivia question, didn't you? <laughs> I didn't know that one. <laughs> USA or France this afternoon in World Cup soccer? Uh, I'm going to go with France. Taking France. I was, ah. I was wrong. Uh, the Cubs versus the Reds tonight in Cincinnati. Who do you want in that one? 
Uh, the Cubbies. Barnstormers are a four and a half point favorite tomorrow over Sioux Falls versus Sioux Falls. Uh, we'll go to the Barnstormers. Uh, will Christian Yelich hit a home run this weekend against the Pirates? Uh, yeah, he will. Al's Tiger Cats total points closest without going over, Shane. Uh, I'll say 35. 35. Shane, have a good weekend. Thank you. All right, thanks. Appreciate it. Matt is next. Matt, how are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. Good. Uh, USA or France this afternoon? USA. Cubs versus Reds tonight? Reds. Barnstormers give four and a half to Sioux Falls tomorrow at the well. Uh, Barnstormers. Christian Yelich, will he hit a home run this weekend? Yes. Uh, Tiebreaker closes without going over. Montreal versus Hamilton in the CFL tonight. Uh, 36. 36. Thank you, Matt. And Adam brings it to a close. Adam, how are you? Thanks for being patient. Wonderful. Thank you. Uh, USA or France this afternoon, Adam? USA. Cubs, Reds tonight. Go Cubs. Barnstormers, four and a half point favorite over Sioux Falls. I think they're going to kill them. Barnstormers. Okay. Uh, Yelich, does he hit a home run this weekend? Probably more than one. Probably so. Uh, Here's the tiebreaker, uh, Adam. uh, Total points, closest without going over. Al's Tiger Cats tonight. Six. Six. Okay, I like it. Adam, have a good weekend. You too. Thank you, buddy. Good to talk to you. Adam Uh, had some great picks there. (laughs) Probably more than one. Yeah. No, he's good. good. Six. So we had one person take France. One person. I was surprised. Which is a bit of a surprise. It was for me, too. Everybody took the Stormers. Uh, and everybody, I think everybody's on Christian Yelich. I, I, Sioux Falls is going to be tough. Well, you set the number. I did at four and a half. I mean, we had no idea what it no, is, but no. for the clocks and for the purpose of this exercise, uh, Trent, the, the I line would maker, grab the points at that at that. Would number. you? I would. Okay. So if anybody, so, help help me out. Barnstormers win. Do yeah. they host? Depends on who wins the other semifinal. If Arizona wins, who's undefeated during the regular season, they would host the championship two weeks from Saturday. Okay. If Nebraska upsets Arizona, then Iowa would host the indoor bowl championship again for the second second straight year. And this is who they beat in the title last year with Sioux Falls in that one. I, uh, as I was picking up the equipment last night from the Fanatics, right at the end of their show, uh, right before six o'clock, I hopped on and. Ask them with playoff football if they're going to be on the sidelines again. They, oh, they were last year. They, they weren't sure yet what they were going to work on. Uh, well, Barnstormer football downtown tomorrow night. The I-Cubs are on the road. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Tonight they're home. Tonight they're home. Yes, tomorrow they is, leave. Yes, they, this is the finale of the they home They do that stadium. weird, don't they? A, a homestand mm-hmm. ending on a Friday and, uh, and anyway. But then you kind of get for the minor league teams once a weekend day. Well, you're yeah, not going to be home for point. the weekend, but you get a Friday night. That's a good point. And so you kind of get the family night that way and are able to go. You know, you and I don't have another visit to Principal Park. We do our show there when there's a day game during the mm-hmm. week till August. Well, there is a game in July, but we're in Chicago for Big Time right. Media Days. Yeah, that's July 18th that they'll have right. a... 19th, by the way, is Hackfest. If you haven't uh, signed up already, there's uh, very few spots yep. left. KXNO.com, Hackfest, three weeks from today, right?